Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hello to our fellow royal lovers. Welcome back to Royally Us, where we break down everything about our favorite family. I'm your host, Joe Drake, and I am joined by our lovely co-host, Molly Molstein. Hi, Molly. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Are you on vacation in the UK? I am in Ireland, actually. So I'm on a cold, rainy beach trip. (laughs) I love it. But it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Are they big royal fans over there in Ireland, or are they as just nonchalant as Londoners? No, they are anti-royal fans because of the British occupation of Ireland. Oh, right. Yeah. What am I thinking? All the See, now all the commoners are going to be like, Joe knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be like, you know, we hate Irish people. It's like, yeah, it's very, it's the hot, hot topic here. They're, they're, I'll put it this way. They're Meghan Markle fans in Ireland. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they love Meghan Markle and they love Prince Harry now. All right. Well, let's move on to the hot topic of the week because I was putting together the news stories and had finished everything. And then the news broke that Prince Andrew has been sued. And Molly, I feel like we've been waiting to talk about this because I know that you have a very strong opinion on this story. Yeah. I mean, I, I really you know, I don't want to say I'm excited that he's being sued because it's a terrible situation, but it's good to see that something's actually going to be happening and getting the ball rolling. Um, no, I, because, you know, I, I totally agree with that. Like excited may be the wrong word, but I have the same feeling where it's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So apparently uh, Virginia Roberts Jufre is the one who sued and she's the, she's sort of been the face of this whole ordeal of the Epstein case. Like she sort of has been leading the charge the whole way. So she filed a lawsuit for alleged sexual abuse, according to federal court documents. Um, and you know, she, she's going for it. So. Yeah, she is. She filed the case Monday, August 9th. And apparently here in the state of New York, she only had a few more days to do it ironically because of a law that governor Cuomo passed. And I know this isn't a politics podcast, but, or a show, but I think everyone knows what's going on with Governor Cuomo and sexual assault allegations right now. So there's a little bit of irony with that. But what's interesting is, is they keep going back to, well, one of the interesting things I should say, they keep going back to this photo of Prince Andrew and this young Virginia at the time who was underage and that crazy woman behind them. I mean, this picture is just haunting. Um, what What do you make of 
them sort of going back to this picture as a piece of evidence? I mean, it's bad enough, the photo on its own. And then the way that Prince Andrew dug himself into an even deeper hole by saying all the things that he said in his interview, like when he said that he can't sweat because of being in the war. And, you know, I would love to see Harry talk about that in his memoir. Can Harry sweat? Because he was in the war, right. you know, it's like, and you know, the fact that Buckingham Palace denied the allegations, they didn't deny that the photo was real. They denied that the Duke of York had any form of sexual contact contact or relationship with Virginia Roberts. Any claim to the contrary is false and without foundation. That's a direct quote from Buckingham Palace. So if this trial goes to court and it is decided that he did have a sexual relationship with her, that is going to make Buckingham Palace look awful. And it's hard to imagine why they even issued this denial, because how could the palace know? Well, right. I mean, obviously, I well, not obviously, but I think it's a given that the photo wasn't taken on palace grounds. Right. So it's not like anything that they were privy to. Uh, I just think it's interesting that the photo keeps getting brought back up. And I don't know, I just keep thinking about it because, like you said, he said these strange quotes in the interview, like saying he wasn't sure if the photo was doctored. That's not the question, in my opinion. The question is, did you have an inappropriate relationship with this young woman? I could care less if the photo was doctored. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I think the photo shows that the two had met. Uh, Whether or not his arm was actually on her hip or not, I don't think, again, is really the story here. I mean, it alludes to the fact that there may have been an inappropriate sexual relationship, but I I think you're right. I think there were so many bizarre quotes that he gave in that 2019 BBC interview that didn't do him any favors. And I'm assuming now, because that interview was so shaky, that he will remain tight-lipped forever now. (laughs) Right. So it seems that his only real option is to stay in the UK for the rest of his life. Uh, And it's also interesting, the timing of this. And I have to wonder if Virginia timed this on purpose for when Donald Trump was out of office. Again, not to bring up politics, but that was a president who had multiple active sexual assault cases against him that weren't going anywhere. Now, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they are they pride themselves on being progressive. So if they don't put pressure on the palace to move this along and actually get some testimony from him, then they're going to look like hypocrites, too. You know, like Virginia has sort of forced everybody's hands and it's all these powerful, powerful people. And it just doesn't seem like anyone involved is going to be able to ignore it. Absolutely. And good for her. I mean, obviously, I'm a feminist and a a supporter of anyone that is a victim of such a heinous crime. But I think her bravery should be commended. Just so we get this right, I want to make sure I want to state what the lawsuit states. It says, uh, quote, Prince Andrew committed sexual assault and battery upon the plaintiff when she was 17 years old. As such, Prince Andrew is responsible for battery and intentional infliction of emotional distress pursuant to New York common law. The damage to the plaintiff has been severe and lasting. So this is um, obviously a very, very serious story that we will uh, keep you guys abreast of. But stay tuned later in the show. We talked to Michaela Friel, and she said it's not actually unprecedented that members of the royal family have been convicted of sexual assault, which I found found to be interesting. Right, Molly? 
Yeah. So, yeah, she mentioned a distant cousin of the Queen's. Uh, and, you know, I think with the Me Too movement being such a recent thing, I'm sure this isn't the first time this has ever happened, just knowing the way that powerful people behave in right. general. So, you know, hopefully we won't see more of this happening. Uh, but if it does continue to happen behind closed doors, then it's great if people continue coming forward. Right. And just to put a final uh, point on this, that, you know, this is all surrounding the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. This isn't just like uh, a one-off. This is something that has been brewing with many um, accusers of sexual assault within his sort of heinous uh, past, let's say. So we will be um, keeping, keeping watch on this story. Let's move on to something a little bit more light. Megan turned 40 last week. The first one. Yes, very forty. I know. And she, you know, not to focus on appearance, but she looks about 25. She's killing it. And we got to see this video. She is glowing. She looks amazing. She looks happy. Uh, It was her and Melissa McCarthy. I just loved their chemistry together. It was funny. It wasn't all it was all about, you know, the initiative and the service that they're doing. I just thought it was a home run. I couldn't wait to get your take, Molly, because there was sort of that comedic aspect to this whole thing, choosing Melissa McCarthy. Obviously, there there weren't necessarily like jabs at the royal family, but of course there were people that were like, see, this is what she thinks of the royals because, you know, Melissa had the hat and the teacup. But I thought that was all in good fun because she's still known around the world as Duchess Meghan in a way, you know, even though she's no longer an active senior member. Yeah, and it was cute. And it's also making fun of Americans for thinking that the royal family is all about tea and funny hats. Like it's it's just making fun of all of us. It's like, let's all lighten up and just have fun with this like really nice initiative. I thought it was really funny and cute. Definitely. Were you as surprised as me with the video coming out? I thought because sources told us weekly that the celebration was going to be, quote, low key for uh, Megan, Harry, and the kids for her 40th, of course, due to COVID and everything going on, there wasn't going to be a big bash. But I didn't expect a surprise video, let alone a whole new initiative. But I was pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, it was a really, it was a great surprise. And it's such an interesting initiative. So for people who don't know what they're offering is mentoring to yeah. women who lost income streams or lost their jobs during the pandemic. So it's it's 40 minutes of time to mentor someone to get into the workforce and to just get a little leg up after this really rough economic time that we're all kind of still going through. Definitely. And she has a lot of celebrities participating. Adele, uh, the poet Amanda Gorman, Sarah Paulson, Priyanka Chopra, Katie Couric, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Um, I thought it was a good... Uh, Wonderful list of women. Yeah, it was a really great list of women. Uh, I saw, of course, the minute that this broke, there was people giving their little snarky takes. And um, one of the things that I do find a little understandable that people were complaining about was the fact that these people are pretty much all showbiz. But the I think there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is because if you start with the showbiz people, then it becomes a snowball effect. And more and more powerful and high-ranking women will get involved. It's like the reason why I have an entertainment pop culture podcast because people know who famous people are and they want to talk about famous people. So it's really not, it's not like she's saying movie stars are better than you at doing 
Yeah, like, so I, I thought- I totally agree. Yeah. And it's sort of like a double-edged sword. If they sat on the sidelines and did nothing, people would be like, see, they're privileged, spoiled brats that don't do any good. But I think it's important, like you said, to have that snowball effect, choose very powerful people with huge fan bases and a platform, and then the dominoes will fall. Or that's right. the goal. I mean, it must have been millions of people who know about this now, not just because of the video that came out, but because so many of the women who are involved posted about it on their social media. It's just like, you know, it's a no brainer for how to get your message out there. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's move on to Thomas Markle Jr. on Big Brother VIP Australia, which this this just killed me. Let's let's watch a clip of his appearance in the trailer for the show and then we can talk about it. Megan Markle's brother, I'm the biggest brother of them all. I told Prince Harry, I think she's going to ruin your life. She's very shallow. Well, Molly, I knew you were going to have an opinion on this. Tell me what you think. I just want to know what VIP stands for. Right. It it is not very important person anymore, apparently. Right. It's very ignorant person, like (laughs) very important pain in Megan's butt. I I just, I want to know what... Is this how is this person a VIP? I'm sorry. Like, I barely even knew he existed. Same. They almost should have gotten Thomas Markle Sr. Yeah, that it's would be a little bit. Proud, right. Right. I just can't believe that this is like, you know, what we're doing in Australia. Australia, what's going on? We need our Australian watchers to let us know. Well, two things. One, now I feel like I want to watch it, which I feel bad saying, but I'm just going to be honest. And two, I got to give him kudos or to the producer who wrote the line that he's like the ultimate big brother because he's older than Meghan Markle. So I do appreciate that like cheekiness there. Um, Amarosa and Caitlyn Jenner are also on, which I would consider them VIP without a doubt. But everyone else, I have no idea who they are. I'm just going to be honest, like zero. How is Caitlyn Jenner going? I don't know. Yeah, like how is Caitlyn Jenner going to continue running for governor of California in Australia? (laughs) That's what I thought. I was like, A, bad luck. B, aren't you campaigning? Yeah, what? Anyway, what do you think? He calls Megan shallow in the trailer, and I'm assuming on the show he's going to be talking a lot more smack about Harry and Megan. What are your thoughts on that? First of all, it's very easy to call a woman in the public eye shallow, and I just will discount it every time someone says it because I'm like, what do you mean? Like they care about their appearance? Okay. Well, if she didn't care about her appearance, everyone would say she looked like crap. So that I'm just like, okay, bye. And yeah, I feel like he's definitely going to be talking smack because it's the only reason anybody cares about him. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. Well, he's been talking crap about them since 2018. Our friends at In Touch published an open letter from Thomas Markle Jr. saying, quote, she is a jaded, shallow, conceited woman that will make a joke of you and the royal family heritage. He claims that he had a conversation with Harry, which I have a gut feeling did not happen. Because as we've known, Megan doesn't have a close relationship with her half-siblings. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to need to see like the AT&T bill for that one. Hold on, I need like audio or video footage. Like I need everything to prove that there was actually a conversation. And also like, even if you, even if they don't get along, you're telling me the first time you ever spoke or met Prince Harry of the royal family, you'll have enough cojones to say that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no way. No sense. 
Yeah, it's too much. And yeah, I, I just, I mean, all of everything he says is going to be written up by the British tabloid. So the good news is we don't even have to watch it. Uh, we can just, you know, read it online and he's probably, you know, maybe he'll get kicked off early. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see this VIP. I like that very important pain in Megan's ass. Today's episode is brought to you by Birthday Co. Birthday Co. creates unforgettable personalized candles based on your birthday that make the perfect gift to give yourself or a loved one. You guys, these candles are all natural blends of soy and coconut wax, and they burn on average for over 60 hours. And the best part is they're based on your birthday. So they include your astrological sign and even some of your natural traits. I really, really like the design of these candles, and they really make the perfect gift. And each candle has a custom natural fragrance developed by master perfumers. So see why over 8,000 people have given birthday candles a five-star review. And the best part is our listeners are getting a special discount. Take 15% off your order of $50 or more by going to birthdate.co slash royallyus. Go ahead and treat yourself or a friend. I promise you, you won't regret it. Take 15% off your order of $50 or more by going to birthdate.co slash royally us all right let's move on to our fun segment spilling the royal tea and this week we have royal expert michaela friel who's helping us break down everything that has happened in royal family news over the past summer so take a look at our conversation let's start off with what is going on with prince andrew because news broke since uh within the last 24 hours that he has been sued uh, federally here in the United States for sexual assault. What are you hearing over in the UK? Yes, yeah, so the news just broke that Prince Andrew is being sued by Virginia Roberts. Um, so we don't know too much about the case just yet and what this actually means for Prince Andrew's future, although we do know the palace hasn't made any official response yet, which I think is a little bit unusual considering you know, she has made these allegations in the past and they have consistently denied them. So now I suppose it's just a waiting game to see whether they do see anything and what will go next after this. What would normally be the precedent for how the royal family would handle something like this? Is there even anything in living memory that resembles this situation? No, that, that's the thing. Um, this is such a rare case that, you know, it's something that I don't think many people in our lifetime has encountered um, a member of the royal family being um, put in a position like this. But we do know that, you know, royals aren't immune to the legal process because um, there has been a recent report about a distant relative of the Queen, um, one of her cousins, um, who was, he was just released from prison um, for sexual assault. So we do know that it is possible um, Although that member of the royal family was a very distant relative, it, it still is proof that it is possible. Wow, interesting. I've been hearing here in the United States that Prince Andrew will likely stay in the UK for possibly the rest of his life, or definitely while this is going on, so he can avoid questioning. Do you think that um, it's a possibility that he will just sort of hole up in England for the rest of his life? Um, anything is possible at this point. I certainly believe it could be true, you know, with the protection of the palace. I imagine he is much, 
you know, in a better position being here in the UK. Um, but again, we don't know what the legal process will involve and what will be required of him, um, whether that will be to leave the UK or not. So that is just something we'll have to, to wait and see. You never know in cases like this. Right. Wow. What is the general opinion of this in the UK? Do you think people are happy to see the royal family maybe protecting him? Or do you think people in the UK would rather see him face the music? No, I think with a case like this, I definitely think, although I can't speak for everyone in the UK, um, although, you know, the UK and the public in general do love the royal family, when it is, you know, allegations as severe as this, I think that most people would definitely want to see this play out. And, you know, if, if the allegations are true, they would like to see, you know, him brought to justice if, if, if that is what is needed to be done but again that is I can't speak for everyone but I, I don't think that um, people would want us to just turn a blind eye to what is being said. Absolutely well we will definitely be following this story I, it's very interesting here in the United States because in uh, the state of New York where I'm based where she filed the charges she only had a few more days to do so based on some legal restrictions so she waited till like the 11th hour and she pulled the plug and decided to to move forward. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, uh, both in the United Kingdom and here in the United States. But let's talk about something a little bit more, uh, a little happier. Meghan Markle recently turned 40 and she surprised us all with a video with actress Melissa McCarthy and a, an initiative called 40 by 40. Um, helping women get back to in the workforce after the coronavirus pandemic. What are you hearing in the United Kingdom about this? Because I know, obviously, as Molly and I have talked a lot about on the show, people are very polarized by uh, Miss Meghan Markle. You either like her or you don't. So what are you hearing? Yeah, so I'm hearing that, you know, great feedback about this initiative that Megan is doing because, you know, she's basically encouraging people to give 40 minutes of their time to women looking to come back into the workforce. So, you know, rather than celebrate her birthday with some sort of, you know, lavish extreme party, which I think was being falsely reported in, in some publications, um, you know, a lot of exaggerations. She's come out with this video with Melissa McCarthy asking people um, to, you know, do their bit to help to help other women. And um, yeah, I think that that is an incredible thing. And I think we'll definitely be seeing more of that in the future. Have you heard much about what the follow-up is going to be? Like, are we going to get updates from the different celebrities or social posts or anything like that? I haven't heard anything, no. I mean, I'm assuming we have seen that one video with Melissa and in the press release that I was sent by Megan's um, representatives, they did give us a list of other women involved in the project. So there's Adele, Amanda Gorman, um, Stella McCartney. There's so many names. We don't know to what extent they'll be involved, but I imagine that since they have been publicly named, there should be something, um, at least for a few of them, um, that will be released in the coming weeks. Definitely. As a Adele super fan and a Amanda Gorman fan and all of these people, I want there to be follow ups because I don't necessarily need the proof that they did the work. I just want to see their sort of interaction with this initiative, because I think it would be fun for all of their fans to see. 
Obviously, there was one uh, very famous name left off the list, and that is Kate Middleton. And of course, obviously, everyone is sort of making a thing of this. Do you think it was intentional that um, Kate's name wasn't included? And do you think that it um, that she should have been? I don't think it was an intentional move. Um, I do think that when it comes to working royals like Kate, we do have to remember that the projects that she's involved in, it's not just her, it's not just Kate that has to um, approve these. It's the palace, Kensington Palace, who she's represented by. So we don't really know why she wasn't involved. There may be, you know, scheduling conflicts. There might be a reason she couldn't have officially put her name down. But that being said, I don't think that means that we won't see her involved in some capacity because I don't know if you've seen, but Prince Harry's cousin, Princess Eugenie, she actually posted on her Instagram that she was supporting the initiative and right. her name wasn't mentioned in the original press release. So okay. it could be that Kate turns around and shows support in her own way down the line. Right. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, do you have you seen this reporting that Thomas Markle sent Megan some roses for her birthday? And do you think that it's true? I did see uh, that report briefly. Yes. Um, you know, Thomas Markle says a lot of things in the press. I mean, who knows <laughs> what is true and what is not true? Um, I do know. I don't think Megan's representatives have said anything about it. It wouldn't surprise me if it was true, though. Definitely. I think it's a nice gesture. I, Molly and I have talked a lot about uh, Thomas Markle on the show, and part of me feels angry at him for what he has said about his daughter, but then when I hear reports like he sent her roses for her birthday, it sort of breaks my heart because at the mm -hmm. end of the day, I do want her to have a good relationship with her family. Um, also notably this week, her half-brother, Thomas Markle Jr., is now participating in Big Brother VIP in Australia. What do you make of this story? I thought it was pretty funny. We were talking about it earlier in the show, but he, he was the first, quote, celebrity to be revealed in the trailer and said he was the uh, ultimate big brother, which I thought was clever. But he may have some things to say about Harry and Meghan that they may not like. Am I right? Yes, but I do think it is worth remembering, if I if I do remember correctly, I don't think Thomas Markle or, or um, Megan's other sibling, Samantha Markle, I don't think they had a, a relationship with her before she became a royal. I, I think they led their separate lives and they weren't in communication. So I think people should really bear in mind that whatever he says should perhaps be taken with a pinch of salt because... Right. You know, he might be recalling, you know, um, a Megan that he knew many, many years ago. So that is just something to consider. Right. And I think if if that's their first celebrity for Big Brother <laughs> VIP that they're announcing, the bar for celebrity is not that high. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, switching gears a little bit. Um Prince Harry is releasing this memoir. Uh, reportedly next year it will be out. What are you hearing about this? Is there anything you can share with us? 
Yeah, so um, I have heard his memoir will be released in 2022. We don't have a title yet, but he did release a statement saying that he's writing this not as the prince he was born, but the man he has become. So I think that is very telling that this will probably be a very deeply personal um, message to the public. Definitely. Do you think it'll be more of a quote tell-all, as some say, or a little bit more of a for lack of a better term, boring biography that's like a little bit more of just here's my life story as opposed to like behind the palace walls secrets. <laughs> I believe we can probably expect a good mixture of both. Now okay. I know that sounds confusing, but we do have to remember Harry still has a lot of respect for the queen. So it's very unlikely he would put something in there that would have a hugely damaging effect to the queen or to the monarchy. Um, and we have to remember so many other royals have been involved in tell-alls or biographies in some form or the other. You know, Princess Diana was involved in her own one, Sigurd Ferguson, Prince Charles. So it's nothing that we haven't really seen before, to be honest. What are you hearing about the royal family's reaction to this? Well, again, it's worth noting that they have all, you know, been part of memoirs before. So it's not something that would have been a major surprise to them. It's something that has been done even by working members of the royal family. And, you know, this is this is his life. He's, he's now a non-working royal, so he doesn't owe anything to anybody. He doesn't need to put it to the monarchy for approval. He doesn't need to, you know go to Charles and ask him to review the pages. It's nothing like that. So I'm, I'm imagining that it won't be a huge scandal as some of the media is making it out to be. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I think when the news broke that Harry was releasing a memoir, everyone was like, oh, a memoir, because it came after all of these sort of Harry and Meghan stories after that infamous mm -hmm. interview. Um, but it's a great point that they all have memoirs, you know, and Sarah Ferguson just revealed that she's um, debuting her first novel, her fic fiction novel this week. So it's something that has been done in the past and will continue to happen. Uh, moving on a little bit to the Harry and Meghan rift, I'm sorry, the Harry and William rift um, that we've been talking about for months, but it seems like the dust may have been, uh, have settled since the Princess Diana statue revealing uh, what are you hearing across the pond in terms of their relationship? And have you heard if they have spoken or not since? Yes, yeah, so it's a difficult one because their press teams are famously very tight-lipped in personal matters. They won't reveal, you know, any contents of private conversations between the brothers. But we do know that they had that interaction at the statue unveiling and they did seem to be in good terms. They were pictured talking, laughing. Um, and, you know, everyone has an opinion on it. I recently interviewed Andrew Morton, who you may know as Princess Diana's biographer. Yes. Um, yeah, very big deal in the royals world. <laughs> but he said, you know, his opinion was very strong and he said he felt that the the family had a very long way to go before there was any kind of reconciliation. Mm. Um, so although these big press events are drumming up the support and everyone wanting them to, you know, put their differences aside, he believes it might not be so simple. Um, that is just one opinion, but it is worth bearing in mind, I think, considering 
everything that's gone on in the past few months with the Oprah interview and, you know, all of these stories that have come out. It's, it's really a lot that has happened in just a short space of time. Definitely. How do you think the event went overall for them? Do you think it was good for, you know, the public opinion of them or do you think they weren't quite on the same page? You know, I think it was within both of their wishes to keep it very low key. There wasn't a huge press um, there from what I could see. There wasn't a huge amount of people. It was just a very small circle of family. So I I believe that the brothers were, although there, there may be a rift, there may still be tension between them, but they obviously have some form of communication between them that they were able to agree an event that honoured their mother and still was respectful of both of their wishes. So that is a, that's a very good thing to keep in mind when looking at the future of their relationship. Definitely. Well, we will be keeping our eyes and ear, ears peeled to this story and all the stories that we've talked to you about. I mean, I could talk to you all day about everything that goes on because as Molly and I have realized as the weeks go, go on, there's a new story every week that has royal fans just glued to the TV screen or the internet or what have you. So thank you so much, Michaela, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Have, yes, have a great day. I thought it was interesting going back to what she said, Molly, about I didn't really know that uh, the Queen's cousin had this sort of past because here in the United States, we're used to politicians getting taken down. But I always thought like the royal family is even above that, like Prince Andrew is being insanely guarded um, by the palace. But maybe not so. Maybe things will change, especially, as you said, with the Me Too movement, everything going on the past couple of years. I think there's going to be a diplomatic incident if he doesn't go and testify or cooperate. So I would say we're going to see some stuff come out of this. Definitely. Well, this was a jam-packed Royally Us. Molly, thank you for taking time out of your vacation. Go back and enjoy the Irish countryside. (laughs) Thank you. For all you Irish viewers, don't be mad that I don't... Well, I did know my history a little bit, but I asked too prematurely about that. (laughs) It's okay. I'm sure if they're watching this show, they also have a flexible relationship with the royal family and they can hold both sides of the story in their hands. So, yeah. All right. Well, Molly, thank you so much. That's it for another episode of Royally Us. We'll see you next week.